We're on the move. It's time for Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. You are you, and we are going to be one prior to the end of this program. I promise you. Empire Talks Back is brought to you by Covered California, not just health care, but life care. Folks, we're going to have a great show today. We'll get a chance to speak a bit about uh, Covered California. We have our guest today, Mr. Dana Howard. He's going to give us some inside information on the importance of uh, Covered California. I'm going to talk to you a little bit later about how important it is to vote. Why do we vote? Why should we vote? I think uh, with the upcoming runoff election here in the city of San Bernardino's 6th Ward, that gives us a good excuse and reason to talk about something that's probably very common to most of our neighborhoods. Voting is local and you've got to understand the importance of your city and the importance of your participation and that you are participating whether you vote or not. Your lack of voting is a statement of lack of care and concern. That's a bad thing. That's a bad rep for your neighborhood. It's a bad rep for whoever ends up being the person that represents you. Dana Howard, he uh, represents uh, Covered California here in the state of California, representing the Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, Really good guy. Interesting to talk to. And I do appreciate the people that sent those questions and continue to do that. He's agreed to come join us next week, giving us an opportunity to continue with those questions and figuring out some of the things that we are concerned about with Covered California. I think one of the, uh, who's still on the phone that has that question about uh, health care? Ron? Yeah, let's let's talk to Ron. Ron, come on in. Ron, sure. how, Ron how are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, sir. And, and, I'm sorry know, we I... couldn't get to you and let you talk directly to Dana, but... Uh, you know, what else is, uh, what was your question? Let's see if we well, might my, be... My question has to do, I'm actually in California. I'm in uh, Nevada, which is in Marin County, which is the former military base, which yeah. has now been fast-tracked to residential. <clears throat> but they still have, on the dump site, 24-7 methane going out to the new residents at 30 feet away. So this brings me to Porter, the Porter Ranch, where the gas facility has been spewing out all this methane, which travels everywhere, which 2,000 people had to vacate the area, going on right now. So the question for California is, when you have bioaccumulating, in other words, the toxins go into you, but you don't see them, they haven't manifested disease yet, and will, over time, manifest cancers. Where can the state come in, in the insurance, and find ways of preventing these toxins which are in our bodies, which is basically environmental justice within our own bodies, to take these toxins out before they manifest to a cancer? In other words, you're trying to solve a problem that you anticipate as a result of what's really going on, but at this point you can't prove that that problem is going to actualize. Unless they test the body and the fatty tissue where a lot of these toxins petroleum hybrid hydrocarbons such as the natural gas would would relate to methane would relate to carrying the toxins which are either in the landfill or simply from the natural gas resource they do accumulate they can be proved where is the medical therefore that would make a difference in 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 the cost of health care nationally and globally to prevent the disease not to allow it to be manifested i think i see two issues there uh mm-hmm. one certainly is the, the the desire to do the research uh, for the sake of the same reason people climb mountains because it's there and because like you you see that as a concern and and most of the time the people who see the problem are the ones most qualified to reach out for the answer. The other aspect of that though is as we discuss health care cost 
It's only a cost from the aspect of the people paying. From the aspect of the people getting paid, it's not cost, it's income. So as we look at reducing affordable health care cost, we must remember that there's some people who are regarding this as reducing their health care income. Now we've got the basic conflict that goes along with most things that we want to uh, consider as progressive. Uh, as we look at helping people, sure. because they're under some kind of pressure, we end up end up hurting people because they're under some kind of income issue. So I, I don't really have a, a big answer for that except to say I think you're very right to be concerned about it. How we get to the answer without having, I guess, insurance companies, they deal with damages. Uh, have you any friends or anybody that you can notice being damaged by that menthol, menthol, uh, I'm saying menthol, uh, methane, methane, methane. Uh, gas leak? Uh, here at Porter Ranch, you see that the gas company is trying to mitigate uh, their losses to some extent by putting people away from that gas, especially those that are suggesting they're being damaged by it. I saw a report on TV last night of someone who keeps saying how sick they think they're getting, but they stay there. They haven't moved yet. Uh, and and I think it kind of weakens their position in the future to uh, note that people all around them who are being moved are being moved because they say they're hurt or receiving some kind of damage. Uh, that, I think, is the biggest issue about the dementane there in Nevada. Are people being damaged? Uh, is the gas company moving people out of that area? Ron? No, sir. It's a military dump site, which they're venting from all the toxins that the military would dump into a site which methane is produced from, which is distributed by some 20 vents 30 feet away from the fast-track residential situation that's been put there for the last 15 years. They don't know about it. It's uh, always denied. When the Fed comes out, they say we cleaned it to a point. When the locals come in and the the California state people come in, they say it's all fine. It's not a problem. But modern science has found that bioaccumulation occurs in lower levels than are regulated, and that means the people are contaminated without their knowledge. So that's why we asked the question is, can the state get behind funding the prevention by extracting from the human bodies the toxins which are already within their bodies which will trigger a cancer or disease? Yeah, see, that that's a, that's a very strong question. It's one that uh, I don't have the answer to. Obviously, you would like that answer to be yes. Uh, there are other folks out there that are going to look at that and use that same old issue as, well, how do we know anything is happening without someone being sick? And so, Without someone being tested, you can't tell until you, you test them. It'll be in their bodies, it'll show up in a test, and that's what has to be extracted. That's what life sciences and biotechnology needs to do, and that needs to be funded so we have an answer. It would reduce health effects overall, and therefore reduce the national cost for health to the point of actually securing coverage for everyone. Ron, I enjoy your passion. I encourage you to keep it. I hope that you find a route and a means of expressing it that will get more people involved and possibly that answer that you're seeking to be made to be yes. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen on the case for truth and justice with the right information to improve the situation. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We'll talk to you about other things that are important in your life, maybe like voting, you know, voting. Why do you vote? You know, if you, now you're going to complain about the bad streets you're going to complain about. You can't. Or come on. 
Hang around. I'll be right back. David, let's invite David in and let me find out how he feels about that and his other issue. Because he's been on the line and we appreciate that. David, how are you doing today? Yeah, hi. Well, sir, I... Uh... Before you get started, David, David, before you get started, sure. Did you vote in November? I sure did. I voted. Uh, yeah, I voted five sure times. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've never missed a vote since I was 18, and I'm going on 60 now. So. And what drives you? What drives you to the polls every year? Even is it is it the message from the from the uh, candidates, or is it something inside of you? What what makes you not miss the opportunity to vote, David? Well, I guess that uh, might be a combination of different things, but I, I think the biggest is, is that, that it's the belief that it's my money that's being spent. You know, <laughs> we pay taxes here. We're supposed to be picking honest people to be spending our money. And if I don't show up, then we're going to end up with a pack of crooks that are going to steal the money. So it's pretty uh, pretty important to, if you want to protect your own uh, assets, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're, I, I had originally called. David, that suggests, that, that suggests that you think maybe that voting is the first phase of your, of your civic responsibility, because as you voted and did your due diligence to be sure that everyone you put in and voted for was honest, upright, and, and there to do what you wanted them to do, that you've surely been disappointed at some level sometime. How do you respond to politicians that are not doing the thing that he, you, you as a personal voter, uh, disagree with? I mean, well, uh, up here in San Francisco, just uh, what day before yesterday, we had the inauguration of the mayor, and uh, he has not fired uh, a police chief that has seen to it that people are just shot in the most bloodthirsty and brutal ways. So I was up there uh, hollering at the mayor to fire the police chief. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I take part in both the demonstration angle as well as the, uh, the uh, direct voting angle. It's an Ike and Mike situation, but what I was I was actually uh, sparked to call because of the uh, the guy that had called from Marin County. Uh, that's just a little north here of right. San Francisco, and uh, we have similar problems of hazardous waste dumps that were owned by the military. David, the let's military- do this, David, so that we don't interrupt your question. Uh, let's take this short break. Let me. Uh- Ensure, assure people that we're going to be talking about uh, the environment and some circumstances that take place because of uh, waste, not just waste from uh, any old body, but government waste. That seems to be protected, a protected class of waste. That seems to be a special waste that uh, somehow doesn't cause as much harm as waste from other places, even though it may be the same type of waste. Did I kind of capture your concern there, David? Well, yeah. They, okay, good. We'll be right back. For- we'll be right back, and we'll let you let you put those words in my mouth next time. And we'll take this short break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk to one of our favorite listeners, uh, David from San Francisco. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. We'll be right back. KCAA, where every day is a great day. KCAA, Loma Linda. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. Glad to be here. Happy to talk to you. Great to be on the planet Earth today. 
not that I've been on Mars or any of those other places, but sometimes people have told me that I sound like I must be from Mars with this crazy attitude sometimes. Listen, I have a caller, uh, David from San Francisco. We are discussing many things this morning. Uh, most of them revolve around the importance of government, the importance of people uh, keeping government under control, the importance of making the government work for you and not keep you bent over breaking your back trying to explain why uh, it's not working. Uh, One of the issues is government waste, environmental impact, and things of that sort. I'm going to let David put a quick question in your, in my ears, our ears, and let's see what kind of response we can get to it. David, please. Hey, well, thanks, Willis. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, basically, I, I believe that the government is mine, but every once in a while we get some crook in there that uh, thinks it's theirs personally. You're lucky and, to be in a place that's where you can say every once in a while. There's some people that say, gosh, every once in a while we get an honest one, but go ahead. Yeah, well, and I mean, we've got uh, problems up here. Everybody thinks that San Francisco is clean and perfect, but, uh, you know, it's far from it there. In fact, what I was going to describe, Bayview Hunters Point is uh, where, when you look at the old uh, photographs of the atom bomb tests from down in the South Sea uh, back in the 1950s and 60s, the U.S. government was testing the H-bombs and the A-bombs down in the Bikini Atoll, well, they would bring those ships and that testing equipment back to San Francisco and down in Bayview Hunters Point they had a shipyard and they had a nuclear research facility and they would, if you look carefully at those old mushroom cloud photographs, you'll see battleships down at the waterline. Mm-hmm. Well, they would fill up those battleships with goats and cows and guinea pigs and chickens and all sorts of stuff. They would re- expose them to radiation and then they would bring them back to the Bayview Hunters Point area and dump them, they would research them, see how they died and how radioactivity affected them, and then they would just dump them in the bay, and they would dump them in the bay, and they would dump them in the bay. And 20 years ago, when this started getting exposed, this was all top secret up to about 20 years ago. Let's just, uh, let, let's would, stop uh, there just for a second so we can all kind of wallow in the, in, in the, in the sauce here of... Um, of top secret things being done you know first of all we're talking about a testing of nuclear issues right and sure. and, and the effects on on bodies and why they would bring that back to the <laughs> they they would go do the test somewhere away from people and then bring all of the residue of the test back into the populated area and right. then leave it there and wait a minute Build housing on top of it. Well, now, what's even worse is... Now, now, no, 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 let's, let's, here's where I want to separate a couple of things. One, the government that I own, and uh, two, the government that just says go to hell, Wallace, and does whatever it wants to do, and the one that says go to hell, everybody, we're going to do what we want to do. I'm okay with the one where they say, Wallace, you go to hell, because I'm just one guy. But when they when we put the whole group of us together and they still tell us to go jump in a lake, I have a problem with that. And, and who's the, who are the kind of idiots that decide to bring those dangerous items back into society in the midst of... Re- those are the people that despite the fact that my government gave them authority or they gave my government... Uh, instructions we need to find those people those individual idiots 
and take them out of the gene pool whether that means we go put them on a resort for the rest of their lives so the, and, and them and their kids and whomever else that they've um, populated the world with. Yeah, go ahead, Leonard. Turns out that when you set off an atomic explosion like the hydrogen bomb or atom bombs at the beginning at all, the fallout from that, which is the actual radioactive particles, most of those go up into the lower atmosphere and they drift with the wind. Sure. Some are locally in the water. Now, the animals that are irradiated, it's important to understand that they do not become a source of radioactivity. Their body has been irradiated, but they do not contain the actual radioactive particles. How do you find that out? Do you know that before you bring them back to the residential area and examine them? The idea here is that when you get a, a CT scan, like a brain scan, you're getting as much radiation as somebody who was a mile away from the Hiroshima blast. The thing that you're concerned about here is the actual radioactive material. That's now, the thing. That that's what we should be concerned about. Okay. That that is a problem. Okay. They've been irradiated, exposed to radiation. That is different. We have. There's a lot. Okay, let, let, let's move on to this issue then, Leonard. Leonard, the question then is, uh, are you saying that the government is okay in bringing those animals back to and dumping their bodies into the bay and that there's no uh, long-term effects on that? Okay, that is well, well, okay. Now, let me finish, please, let me finish, because neither of the, Leonard, neither of the positions are totally, totally, totally true, because even if what you're saying is absolutely true, the fear that the people have that's expressed by what David is saying is absolutely true also. And that fact that you've built the housing on in, in uh, uh, on top of this stuff. Now, my question is going back to what I said earlier in the in the previous conversation. David, are there people that are being injured? Or do we have people who are sick as a result of living? On, uh, is that Petrero Hill? You say, David? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I got cut off. Yeah, no, you're there, Leonard. If you got cut off, okay. Yeah. No, so what we're saying is. You're saying, Leonard, that, well, that probably doesn't cause harm to people that are living in the area where these bodies have been dumped. David is saying that there is some kind of environmental, environmental long-term issue in the fact that these bodies have been left there and, and there's a housing unit built on top of it. My question to you, David, are there people who are complaining of health issues that could reflect something about the act, the uh, Thing, the bodies that are buried there under the ground, the nuclear... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the cancer clusters in... Uh, okay, so now that there are there are cancer clusters, are they being uh, naturally, are they being attributed to that, and are damages, are people making suits on that right now? Have they detected radon gas? Well, here, let, let me answer it in a whole bunch of different ways. Okay. I could get you guests who are very familiar with this issue, because it wasn't just the dead carcasses that they dumped in there. They also had to sandblast all of those ships that were radioactive, and then they dumped the radioactive 
now, 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 once again, you're, you're saying radioactive, and Mr. Evans uh, described something, and, and I'm sure he thinks it's true. I'm not an expert, but he well, said that the, that the... Well, he, he's correct about a ray that goes through the body, like an X-ray. Well, no, he also really said that the, he said that the, that the particles, the radioactive particles go up in the air and they drift. Is it possible that some of those well, drift I, back I, and I, land I on answer. the ships? I, 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 what he's describing, when you blow off a bomb, it shoots the mushroom cloud straight up. It creates ashes Our which concern around the world. Your, your concern and statement has to do... that are radioactive. But we're and, talking about radioactivity in the ground at Petrero Hill where are people that build housing on it. You're saying that substances... Things have been brought there that have been exposed to radi to radiation or to nuclear radiation. Mr. Evans and is suggesting that those things you could not decontaminate by watching well, other people. But, but what is when you stand the paint and everything off of them, that is a radiation hazard. Yeah, exactly. So so there are different layers and the fact that this was all done top secretly from the fifties, the forties, the fifties into the sixties and kept illegal, it was against the law for the public to find out what had happened in Hunter's Point uh, up into the okay, mid nineties. Let, let's stop I, let, I let's stop there blower. again. Let's stop there again because now we're talking another issue about, you know, people in our power. How can it be against the law for people to find something out? Now those are the things that national we need to be security. raised. Well, there's national security and that umbrella. <clears throat> yeah, we exactly. need to be able to I mean, pierce that umbrella and with some de- with some dependable people that owe their owe their allegiance to the people and not some uh, military complex. Mm-hmm. That becomes the issue. Not that anything that we've said is absolute, but the fact that all of them exist in some type of atmosphere of truth is our concern. That's what keeps us going. That's what, why we are uh, uh, people who elect our officers, our people who are supposedly in charge. They're elected. That leaves us supposedly in charge. And this constant argument about who and what and how and what the liabilities are, that's what's healthy about America. Right. The, well, now, if I could, you were talking about building housing, and the earlier caller from Marin was trying to bring this up. What what they've uh, determined it is uh, that they can build temporary things like schools and office buildings, and actually the mayor was trying to put the ballet school on top of this. I've got about uh, 90 seconds. You need to make your point real quick, David. Well, it, it, they they had this, it's a big chemical soup that they had dumped into the bay, and now this stuff is always interacting and mixing, and they're afraid to do what are called core samples because they're afraid it would explode. Uh, but the real estate prices in San Francisco are so expensive. David, call us next week. People. We're going to have to. We're going to have to get out what of here. I do appreciate the. You know. Gas. Okay, uh, Joe. Radon thank you, sir. This is Empire Talks. Back. I'm Wallace Allen. I want to thank our enthusiastic and passionate callers, uh, Mr. Evans, as usual. David's calling in from San Francisco. Uh, Reminding us, you know, that that we've got issues that we need to be dealing with. And, folks, that's why I'm telling you, you need to get out to vote. You need to understand that voting starts local, and then it moves into the atmosphere of the regional area. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. So we'll be back next week under two circumstances. One, if the good Lord's willing. Two, if the creek don't rise. God bless you. Thank you very much. Moodmaster, take us out of here.